Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey, spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboywhey.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance. And I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. And Happy New Year on this New Year's Eve. I'm really excited to have uh, a guy on the show today, uh, Joe Schusler. I, I met him for the first time uh, a few weeks ago at uh, the Cowboy Christmas in Las Vegas. Uh, and this guy's extremely handy and crafty with, uh, with the leather. And he's just a super punchy looking cowboy dude. Super, super nice guy. And uh, so I'm just excited to have him on the show today. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about him and his business and what he does. So, Joe, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey there, Dan. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So, hey, let's let's clear one thing up first for people that may be listening that don't know uh, uh, a whole lot about, you know, chaps or they think they might know about them. I've always pronounced chaps as chaps, uh, like uh, – like I, I guess it comes from the the word chaparral, the the brush. Um, I, at least that's what I've heard. Um, g- give us your take on it as as an expert in building these items. Yes, sir. Uh, most people in the Western industry that that kind of know the difference call them chaps. We always joke as uh, chaps being young English boys, but. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Kind of a funny story. I was at a show one time, and it was kind of a show in the city, and there was just a, there's actually a lot of protesters there and whatnot, and uh, this lady come by and was kind of looking at my stuff, and she said, well, how much are a pair of chaps? And I, I could just tell she wasn't really wanting to buy a pair. So I said, well, ma'am, you know, chaps are like, two thousand dollars and she goes wow really i said yeah but shaps only start at 600 <laughs> she goes well what's the difference i said well ma'am it's all in the way you pronounce it and she got so mad and walked off and it's just kind of a joke it probably wasn't the best business move but it was funny to me <laughs> that is funny so Hey, Joe, just give us a little history on you, you know, how you got started in the, uh, you know, cowboy uh, world and uh, got started, you know, in leather work. Well, Dan, i tell you the truth. I grew up in town. Um, 
when I was a young boy, my aunt and uncle had a horse ranch outside town. I had two cousins about the same age, and every chance I got, I was up there outside messing with horses, um, running with the cows, and just being a ranch kid, really. But I'd always have to go back to go back home, and uh, they moved away when I was about ten. And I still had that desire in me, and I was always out riding my bike, playing out in the in the sticks. And uh, man, about 12 years old, I decided I I wanted to give my shot at riding some steers. So my dad, he was a construction worker, and he loaded me up on the on his uh, bike, and we drove to Jordan Valley to the Big Loop. And if you've never been there, I recommend going once. It's a great little rodeo. We have a bunch of family up there in Jordan. Now, so we went up there. Is oh, Jordan, go ahead. Yeah, is Jordan in? Because um, I've heard of that, but is it in? Is it in Idaho or Oregon? I'm just curious. it's just across the border from us, over in Oregon. Okay. It's uh, Eastern Oregon. It's a really neat. Just uh, it's in the spring, third week in May. And they do uh, horse roping where it's a really punchy rodeo. A lot of, a lot of real top hands go out there, and it's a just a real neat deal. Cool. Jordan Valley is a very ranchy community, so we went up there on that motorbike, and I froze my tail off. <laughs> but Dad thought he'd break me of it, so he talked to his cousins, who kind of put on the rodeo and. We got on a steer there, and I got the crap knocked out of me. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I was just kind of hooked. So throughout high school, um, Dad, he hated it. Mom hated it. But every chance I got, I was going, getting on something. Uh, Fast forward, um, I kind of, I was a good amateur cowboy. I went to some pro rodeos, but I just never was good enough to make a living at it. Yeah. So uh, I met a gal. We started kind of rodeoing one summer, and uh, I got I got right with God, and uh, I decided, you know, this really isn't for me. Well, during that time, I'd met a guy that had a leather shop, and so I uh, I always had that desire to create in me ever since i was a little boy i had legos i was always trying to build something Mm -hmm. and uh this this guy did awesome work so i started hanging out there during the day and then i had a job at night and uh man i started hanging out there and it just got a hold of me and other than that i've had you know a handful of mentors but pretty much everything else is self-taught and it's just kind of developed and growed. I was about '04 when I started kind of playing with leather a little bit, and then it's just, man, I'm I'm the most blessed guy out there because I get to wake up every day and do what I love to do. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and and you do beautiful work. Now, I, I know you make other things too, but do you primarily are you primarily known for shaps? Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's my bread and butter. That's that's what we do. Um, we also make a lot of personalized uh, shave bags. It's been a huge seller for us. We do a lot of shave bags. I don't 
there's so many great belt makers out there that I don't do many belts. Um, I do Bible covers, do some briefcases, some purses here and there, but shafts is our main deal. Um, there's a group of us that are really close together and we all build shafts or used to build shafts and, uh, we'll get a big contract right right now a good buddy of mine dean randolph got the contract for uh the pbrs doing the world cup in february mm-hmm. well they all get new shaps every year for the world cup so he got the contract for the shaps well between three of us like right now i'm working on the top pieces so i'll do all the carbon for him and then ship them down there he'll put them together oh no kidding yeah so it's really neat to have people in the industry that we could get along with and and really do work with together yeah that's 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 great it's it's not competition it's creation which i think uh absolutely yeah yeah i i actually heard that from uh i, I think george veter who's uh mm-hmm. he's actually got a podcast too called uh the fit because but anyway i, I love that so if, so for the you said this for the pbr world cup now how many how many riders are you making chaps for? Well, that, at first it started to be 25 pair, and then they kind of lessened it because there's a couple new teams this year. Um, there's uh, Native Americans have a team. Yeah. And then I think the Brazilians got a new pair. So right now I'm working on 15 pair, and I'm not sure if that's it or if we have 10 more. I got to get a hold of of Dean and uh, get that ironed out because I got to get them shipped out here by the end of the week. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so if you're making chaps for the, uh, you know, for the PVR, I mean, that's a, that's pretty much about as elite as it comes in terms of bull riding, but uh, who, who else have you made uh, a custom pair for anybody, you know, that uh, comes to mind that. Uh, um, tell you the funny story is uh my third pair of shafts was for a good friend of mine named Zeb Lanham. And me and Zeb used to rodeo together, and he was a bad cat. He went to the NFR twice. And um, his second year to the finals, he called me. He's like, hey, man, I want you to build me a pair of shafts. I was like, oh, my goodness. That is, like, the best of the best. And I really am not confident in what I'm doing. Right. So I sat down and this pair of shafts took me about 30 days to build. <laughs> and I'll tell you, honestly, they look like my son built them. <laughs> I mean, but I did my best work. And Zeb went out there in the second bull he got on. He rode a bull called War Dance that had never really been ridden much. Right. And he was 94 and a half points. <laughs> And he went to, like, throw his hat and hoop and holler, you know, and his shafts fell off. Oh, no. (laughs) And they tangled up around his ankles, and he couldn't hardly walk. My heart sunk to the bottom of my chest. And so since then, I thought, man, that's funny. Um, Me and Zeb are still good buddies, and I said, well, I'll guarantee my shaps up to 94 points, but after that, they self-destruct. I love that. <laughs> um, but since then, I've built shaps for uh, 
you know, a handful of different guys. Recently, Roscoe Jarbos, um, he's one of my chefs for years. He's made the NFR last three years. This year, I got to make Chase Brooks a pair. Super nice guy. And the thing with that is I try not to care who I'm building for. Right. Because I want to build the 13-year-old kid that's just getting on the same quality pair as as the guy riding at the NFR or the world champ, you know? Yeah. And, but still in the back of me, there's a desire to build for the best in the world. Yeah. And my, my business is growing more and more. There's only a handful of shop makers out there that do real quality work and are consistent with producing their, their product. Right. Um, and, for the most part, we all are really close friends and, and talk quite often. That's great. Now, this is something uh, I'm going to maybe sound ignorant here, but is there a difference between chaps that saddle bronc rider wears, bull rider wears, bareback rider? Absolutely. There is a huge difference. Um, okay. There's a difference in materials. Um, saddle bronc riders are mainly the only person that has to absolutely cannot get on a bronc without shafts because okay. the shafts are what holds you in the saddle okay um so there there's so much friction there's so much contact with the saddle that it needs to be a heavier material the cut on the shaft needs to be a little bit wider in the thigh to cover mm-hmm. um Whereas if you switch to a bareback riding chap, a lot of them guys, like on a saddle bronc, you'll, you'll use four buckles for the most part. On a bareback riding chap, you want that chap to really flop up and show the movement of the feet and the spur stroke. Mm-hmm. So on there, we cut them up real high, and they'll only use two buckles. Um, and same bull riders, they go back and forth. Some of them like a heavier shaft to protect them more in the chute or if they're to get stepped on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them don't like the weight. Well, to have a heavier shaft, you're going to have to have some weight to you. Right. So they go back and forth. Each one's different. Gotcha. So and now, do you mostly or primarily make rodeo shafts? Or do you make... <laughs> ranch and styles too or absolutely i do about i would say about 75 percent is rodeo chefs okay and then um around here it's it's funny because in the different parts of the country people wear different style chefs i build a lot of shotguns and a lot of chinks but the shotguns up here that i build will not sell in the southern part arizona uh, New Mexico, Texas, they like real hef- heavy, stiff, they call them Arizona Bells. I do not build those, um, and those would not sell up here. So I just, I mainly stick with a lot of the cowboy and uh, softer, more comfortable shafts. Right. And uh, then I also build a lot of show shafts for reining cow horse. Okay. 
Very cool. So now that, that's interesting. They're, those uh, the shops that uh, they they wear because I'm in Arizona down here. Yes, sir. They're 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 called what do they call those Arizona bells? Arizona bells, and they're very stiff, very. And the reason they wear them is because of the mesquite brush down there. Yeah. So um, it's a protection thing for them. Where up here we don't have that mesquite brush, mainly. The shotguns I build up here are for uh, to protect you from the elements, to keep you warm, to uh, you know, away from the wind and stuff like that. Uh, okay, gotcha. So in in you know I was going to ask you, you started in about two thousand four. Yes, sir. Your probably your worst entrepreneurial experience was was when. Uh, Zeb had that 94 and a half point ride and, and he <laughs> celebrate his chap, his chaps fell off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was kind of a journey there. It, we, we laugh about it today because, you know, we've come so far, but you know, I got married in 06 and uh, me and my wife, we struggled. <laughs> I, I worked construction Um, And then I was still rodeoing a little bit. Mm -hmm. She was working in town and I just really had this desire just to do leather work. That's all I wanted to do. I come home at night, I'd work late into the night. And then prematurely, I decided to just quit all my work and then just do leather work. Well, I wasn't a businessman. I didn't know how to go about it. (laughs) And Oh my gosh, it was a tough winter. And uh, I would take day work and I would go build fence for guys or I'd I'd just do a little bit here and there. And uh, we had decided that if I really wanted to do it, I should probably get some schooling on something a little bit more prominent like boots, cowboy boots. Right. So I found a school in... uh, in Oklahoma that would teach you how to build cowboy boots. And I didn't know much about it. I was just interested. Mm -hmm. So we were looking into that, kind of getting ready to make a move. And uh, I was out building fence one day, and it was just a beautiful day. I was out there. I was eating my lunch. and I just felt like like God was telling me, you know, if you want to do that, you should go down to your local boot shop and see if you even like it. So I got done that next that next day. I got cleaned up, put on my starch clothes, and I came down to this boot shop and asked for a job. And the guy actually had just hired somebody. And he kind of blew me off. And about a month later, he calls me up and he goes, hey, uh, why don't you come down and visit with me? So I come down to the boot shop, visited with him, super nice guy. Um, he goes, all right, we'll try it out for a week. So I came in that first week, and I think he paid me $200 or something. Mm-hmm. And I worked 50 hours or whatnot. And uh, at the end of that week, we got all done. And he goes, well, what do you think? And I said, man, I, I think I like this. I think I'd like to do this. And he goes, well, here's the deal is I want to retire and I cannot do anything with this building or this business, would you be interested in buying it from me? And I didn't know, come here from Sikkim. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked at my hands that, that Friday morning in the 
in the shower there and I had 37 cuts on my hand just from, I mean, I was tore up. And so I told him, I said, man, let me, let me visit with my wife. Let us pray about it. And, uh, we'll go where God leads us. And we decided to go ahead and do that. I, uh, apprenticed here under him for about a year and a half. So I really knew the business. And, uh, on August 1st, He's such a neat man. We signed papers and we bought the shop building and everything. And during that time, he was only paying me like $200 a week. Right. But I was still learning and I'd go home and do my leather work. And uh, we made it through that. And uh, today we still own this shop. We do, uh, it used to be a shoe shop. Now all we do is boot repair, uh, cowboy boots. One day a week, I'll sit down and do cowboy boot repair. The rest of the time, I'm doing leather work. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas, and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222. And let us help find your next winner. Again, that's FSRCattleCompany.com. Now, do you do you build boots now, too? Um, that was going to be in the game plan. I did go down and learn how to build boots, but there's so much that goes into it, and it was so overwhelming. I have a goal that I will build boots for myself and my wife and my boy and some close friends, but I don't think I will ever go to market yeah. with the boots. Yeah. I mean, boot makers just that this friend of mine that's putting these shops together, he's one of the best boot makers in the country. And just the other day I sent my last down to him and he's building me a pair and I'm super excited just because I don't have the time to get to them. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd seen boots uh, on your social media, and I, I was just wondering, I wasn't sure if you built those or if you were just doing some of the leather work that was on them. No, no, that's a, that's my buddy Dean Dean Randolph. Um, I don't know, did you see Shane's boots with the back numbers? Shane oh, yeah. Proctor's? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He built those. Um, he's, man, he's just... And see, Dean, he's been such a blessing in my life because he built shafts way before I even started. Uh-huh. And uh, he's we went to Vegas together the last three years. Um, this year, he actually stayed home, so I set the booth up, booth up myself. Um, and we're constantly encouraging and pressing each other to be um, better at what we do and who we are. Yeah. So was this your third year there this year at the um, Vegas? Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. And that that venue that you met me at was actually the um, Western Arts or Rodeo Fashion Western Arts Expo. It was a brand new show this year. Right. And it was, man, it was just really cool how it was set up. Yeah. You know, when, when my wife and I, uh, we, we, when we first came into it, you know, your booth was one of the first booths there on the right-hand side, I think, when we walked through the door. And there was a young, mm-hmm. there was a young kid sitting at, at your booth, and I came up and was talking to him, and he goes, hey, the owner's not here. So anyway, it's, as we're going by, then you came running up and, you know, because you got back to the booth and he told you. And so, you know, we chatted for a little bit and you told me that you'd listen to my podcast and, and stuff and that you like, yes, you know, and that was really cool. But so after we were, you know, got done, you know, talking with you and everything and exchanged, you know, numbers and stuff, uh, we're walking around a little bit longer and we walk up to this other booth and the same guy that you had sitting in your booth was there. And I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but, uh, but I, I go, hey, I go, oh, is this your booth? He goes, no. He goes, I'm just sitting here. The owner had to take off for a minute. So it, it was just it was <laughs> kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I heard, I heard that that was a new, a new event there, a new, uh, a new venue that they were doing. And it had a little bit different uh, feel in it, I guess, huh? Yes, sir. It was really neat because, um, man, we were all makers. We were all right. small business. Right. And we're, there was no uh, corporate there. Right. There was no big name stores, so man, we every booth there was there to help each other out. Yeah, that's great. So we were there to. Uh, I was there by myself. My wife had to come home, so we were there to jump in and watch a booth or help sell. If somebody was looking for something that I couldn't produce, I would send them over here, and uh, it was just a real huge blessing. Um, I think as the word gets out about that show, it will be, it'll be more of a go-to place instead, just a side, side show type deal. Right, right. I don't know if you went shopping down there much, but when I go to Cowboy Christmas or Country Christmas, I just get so overwhelmed with everything, all the stuff, all the people. And so... I want to just go and look at handmade stuff yeah. and relax. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was definitely overwhelming because I, there was what four different, I think there was four different venues that it, it was at the Sands South point where you guys were out there. I can't remember what the name of that one was. What was that one? Yeah. The Plaza, the Plaza. Yeah. And then there was the Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay. So just making it around and then all, the convention those. center. Oh and, yeah. And the convention center. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a lot to see and, and, and you, and you, you don't see it all. And I mean, you got to be there mm-hmm. three weeks <laughs> to, to be able to see. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there was neat. I mean, through social media has been such a blessing in our lives because I can communicate. I can yep. meet people just yep. like you and I met. Yeah. I come across your podcast because, um, I think Shane Proctor yeah. interviewed him or did yeah. him in Pendleton or something. Yep. You know, two weeks before that, Shane and I were talking about chap work and uh, he builds a lot of his own chaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had built a pair that wasn't working quite right for bronc riding. So we had been visiting and then that's kind of what turned me on to the whole podcast thing. And they're really, really neat. 
especially in a shop where you can only listen to so much music and right. it just breaks up the day. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So what, what do you think you've been, you know, successful with what you're doing and following your passion? Uh, is, is, do you think that there's any, you know, do you have any personal habits that contribute to your success you think or uh... <laughs> yeah i have one real big one <laughs> is uh i trust god with everything <laughs> and i know that that may sound pretty religious but truthfully um man i just i give all the glory to him because i'm not if you were to meet me and watch me draw a picture i have uh and I've had it since I was a little boy, is I shake super bad. And uh, nobody can really tell me why. I mm-hmm. just always have. And my shop here is in town. And so a lot of the guys will stop by and visit. And uh, it was funny. One day, a couple of my buddies were here. And I had my carving bench set up as like a bar. So they could sit on the other side and we could visit. Right, And I was working on something and this old gentleman come in and he really didn't know me or he just was looking at my work. And he's like, man, you must have the most steady hand of anybody I've ever met. <laughs> and he was serious. And my, my buddies laughed so hard because they say, if he really knew me, I shake so bad and I get, I don't know what it is, but, um, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Artistically, I'm not, as a drawer, I'm not that gifted. Yeah. But a lot of determination, loving what you do, and just pressing through it, um, you can be successful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I agree with you, too. you gotta just you got to just turn everything over to the Lord. and. Uh, Absolutely. You know. You, you give it all to him, but then, you, you know, then just work like it depends on you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So now with, with your tremor, is this a, is it a resting tremor or is it an intention tremor? Like do you, do you shake when you're just resting your arm or trying to hold it out? Or is it when you go to move your arm or hand? Oh, you know, when I hold it out, uh-huh. it, it just shakes, shakes pretty good. Um, when I'm relaxed and just sitting there, I don't shake. Okay. So, and a lot of it is like when I'm holding a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. like sitting here, I could sit here and drink coffee all day. Right. A lot of it is a nerves deal. Uh-huh. If somebody's watching me a lot. You know, when I went down there to to learn how to build boots, right? I was sitting in my buddy's shop and we were doing this while he was watching me work. And when I have an intention I need and I concentrate super hard on something, I that's when I really start shaking and I was trying to, we were last in a pair of boots and finally he just said, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and we laugh about it today because um, I do produce some really nice stuff, Yeah, but it's it's not out of being gifted, it's just out of being blessed and a lot of hard work. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, now something that I, that I saw too, um, that, that you make, and you mentioned them earlier are the shave kits. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah. What, what, what does uh, one of those full tooled shave kits go for? Oh man, fully tooled. You're going to be up around $400. Um, mm-hmm. 
And the reason I started building those is kind of a neat story is um, my dad passed away in 99. Mm-hmm. He was he was not the best businessman. He was actually going through a bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So the day he passed away, he had gotten in a construction accident and we got a call from the banks and the lawyers saying, don't touch anything. It's all going to be auctioned off to to pay off debt. And me and my two sisters, we we actually ran home and grabbed a few things for ourselves. But in the whole, I didn't really get much that my dad used every day or that was connected to my dad. And I thought, how cool would it be to have an heirloom like a shave kit that right. everywhere my dad went, that shave kit went with him, you know, right. on his travels and whatnot. So I started building these shave bags, and they are a little pricey, but they are an heirloom piece yeah. that will be handed down generation to generation. Yeah, it's artwork is what it is. And it's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. And, and yeah. Now, <clears throat> now, how old was your dad when he when he passed away? He was forty nine years old. Oh, he was young, and, and this was an accident yeah. at, work, at work, huh? Yes, sir. He owned a construction company, and uh, he actually there was some miscommunication. He was tearing down a mill, and uh, he actually bumped some power lines, and they were hot. They were supposed to be turned off. And it actually threw him out of the bucket, and uh, he caught on fire on some uh, acetylene tanks. It's just a real horrific deal. Oh, God. Um, so, and I could have held on to that and really let it bug me. But, you know, again, by the grace of God, I, I just decided to move on, and uh, here we are today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, what a story. Well, hey, Joe, tell me um, – you know, being a cowboy and just loving, you know, everything about cowboy stuff like I do. Uh, do you have a favorite hat brand that you wear or maker? Oh, man. I'm kind of a hat snob. <laughs> I, uh, I'm real picky about my hats. I, I have a resist all right now that I really, really like. It's uh, just a 40X gray resist all. And, I tell you what, it's held up. I'm really looking into getting a hat built for myself. Mm-hmm. I really like custom custom stuff. I got to look at J.W. Brooks up there at that show, and I really like his hat, so I think that'll probably be my next go-to. Nice. And, and what about boots? You got a brand of boots? Boots? Like? Man, if I'm not going to build them, I'm going to wear uh, Dean Randolph custom boots. He's uh Man, I I always laughed at guys that wore custom boots because I'm like, dude, I'm not paying that much money for a handmade <laughs> pair of boots. And then I put this pair that I built on. I got them on today, uh-huh. and it changed my life. It changed my world. So uh, if I'm not wearing these, I, my next go-to is probably just a Nakona, um, and mainly because of their styling. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm an old rough stock rider, so I like the small small square toe and the higher heel right and that's kind of my my next go-to yeah very cool <clears throat> how about the cowboy movies you you have a favorite cowboy movie 
Oh man, you gotta go with Lonesome Dove. Yeah. <laughs> um, me and my wife, we still joke. I call her Lori Darling every <laughs> once in a while. She don't think it's as funny as I do, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, Lonesome Dove's that's the one right there. Yeah, it's funny. I just uh, my son had got me the uh, the book, and I um, oh man. I got it, and I started reading it, and then I just kind of got busy and didn't get into it again well then i i'd interviewed john Growney, uh yeah I know, a couple of weeks ago and uh he told me he was talking about when he started reading that book and he just couldn't put it down and so i said you know i gotta make a commitment and read it and so i started reading it again and uh it's it's they always say you know um oh you got to read the book the book's better and and i've i've watched a lot of movies and then you know maybe read the book and i always thought well the movie was better and the movie don't some doves is an amazing movie but what's so great is there's so much more in the book and then when you come to the parts they put, the, put the parts that were in the movie it's just it's just awesome you know it's just it's it's great so i'm looking forward to to finishing that yes sir we actually uh we bought that book at a yard sale for like 50 cents and uh my wife's read it two or three times and I think I've read it, read it once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, such a great book. Yeah. Great, great story. So, Hey, um, Joe, we're getting close to the end of the time here. Uh, how can, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to follow you? Um, man. Um, so on my Facebook, it's under just Joe Schusler. I've kind of never really built a business page there. I probably should. I'm maxed out or pretty close to being maxed out on my friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I go through and I clean out a lot there, but they can find me at Joe Schusler Facebook. And then Instagram's probably my best, and it's under uh, ShapShop82. Okay. And um, I'm really, I try to answer all my messages as soon as I can. I run all my own social media. Right. Um that way I can develop that relationship with each client right. and really get down to what they want. You know, I feel there's a disconnect when, when other people run the social media and the maker, you know, they're just, there's no, I like to build that relationship with each client and make sure they're getting what they want. Yeah. You know, I, I thought of something I wish I'd have done when I was there is I should have had you <clears throat> measure me up for uh yes sir get my measurements for shafts like i mean i'm never gonna need a pair of rodeo shafts and i should never say never uh you know i mean i'm 60 years old <laughs> i'd love to think that i could throw a pair on and you know just uh spur the hide off of one but uh, uh but but i do i do want to get you know some other shafts made and stuff and i wish i'd have done yep. that here, but uh yeah we'll maybe have to do it next year there because i'll yes sir I'll be there next year or if i if i make it up idaho way before then uh, i'll definitely definitely uh, come visit you at your shop there yeah and we are uh, we're working on some things we will be set up at pendleton this year oh okay um of course nfr last year we went to the national high school finals mm -hmm. um in rock springs i i don't know if we're going to do that this year we got some family stuff happening about that same time so we're kind of waiting to see what's all going to go down. Uh, we may make it up there, but other than that, I can also walk people through measuring themselves and uh, go about it that way. Yeah, very cool. And again, what, what town are you in? 
in Idaho? I'm I'm in Caldwell, Idaho. Oh, you're in Caldwell. Okay. And yes, sir. And yes, your, sir. Your shop's right in Caldwell. Yes, sir. It's uh, 1021 Arthur, right off 10th Avenue. It's uh, and just give me a call or shoot me a message, and we can dang sure my number is two zero eight four four seven six seven seven zero. And you could give me a call. I'll meet you down here, or uh, we could uh, thanks for hook up anybody. Perfect. Well, hey Joe, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and and you know share your your expertise with us. I'm really enjoyed uh, meeting you in Vegas and uh, love your work. I'm I'm gonna have to get me one of those shave kits too. Uh, maybe get my brand on the side of it, my logo. So we'll we'll work yes, on that sir. in 2019. But uh, look forward to yes, seeing. Sir seeing what you do here in 2019 and uh, the new year. And uh, again, just uh, appreciate you coming on and, and, uh, and we'll just be in touch. Yes, sir. You guys be blessed and thanks for the opportunity. You bet, Joe. Happy new year. You too, sir. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and Well, I ain't no play or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen.
We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the road.